Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Heroes. It's an old-fashioned notion. A visionary. A genius. Ensuring freedom around the globe. A symbol to the nation. A hero to the world. The beacon of hope. Shining out across the stars. I look around at us. You know what I see? A bunch of a-holes. Possibility. You think you know how the world works? The world is changing. We need heroes. We're in the end game now. Before we're done, we still have one promise to keep. If we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. I am Iron Man, but for the sake of this review, please call me Sebastian. Uh, <clears throat> you got this. <laughs> it is America's ass, and I'm Alex. <laughs> Why so many stairs? And I'm Jess. <laughs> Andrew has been replaced by Jess because of reasons. What was that? What was his reason again? I forget. Something about a bus. Something about a bus. Who knows? So, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Jess, for our review of Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Avengers. Hey. Yeah, there's so many Avengers. Way more Avengers than I was ready for, I'll say. There was a lot of Avengers. I just, I just got to say, I'm so waiting. Uh, so, uh, Well, I am waiting, but I cannot wait for the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, very excited, yes. yeah. Looks incredible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, so I'm before done. we jump into like the bulk of the review. Bulky reviews. The bulk, sorry, so the Hulk of the review. Sorry, sorry yes. I yeah, misspoke. <laughs> um, what, was, what was your screening like? Was it like packed as all hell, Alex, or what? Nah, there was probably like, 
10 people. I went literally like the morning of recording at 8.15. Oh, jeez. It's about a week after the release, a week and a half. Um, there was probably like 10 people. Just cause mm-hmm. it, uh, probably because it was just an early screening on a Saturday morning. Were you yeah. at a small cinema or? No, I was at the new market, like fancy. Hmm. We left this review a little bit later than we normally do. Like, normally we're pretty good when these big, like, tentpole films come out. We'll get our review out, like, that weekend almost, or that Monday just passed. Mm. But we've let that one, this one simmer for a week. And I'm going to say it was to give people a chance to see the movie and not get spoiled, and definitely wasn't a logistical issue on our side. So, um, not at all. You're welcome. Oh, no. yeah. So, by this point, I'm kind of assuming that if you're listening to this review, you've probably seen it by now. Given the box office, I feel like people have probably seen it. And we don't normally say spoiler alert for films, but people are really um, pissy about being yeah. spoiled on this film. Hashtag so, don't spoil the end game. So we are going to spoil the end game. Yeah. So, so listen at your own peril. Yeah. So this was the only, I think the last time we gave a spoiler warning legitimately was Civil War for some reason. Yeah. We actually did like a special spoiler free review of that one. Yeah. Oh, those are the days we had time. Not today. Oh. <laughs> We could also chuck in some Game of Thrones spoilers while we're at it, guys. I mean, why not go all the way with the spoilers today? Fuck yeah. So (laughs) for me, the last episode of Game of Thrones that I saw had that fun, I don't even know his name. I'm going to describe him as the dancing Spanish man with the spear and he got like his head (laughs) crushed by the mountain. That's what I was like, oh, cool. I'll I'll visit this when it's done. What was his name? Sirio Forelli or something? I have no idea. I'm going to be honest. I don't watch it either. I was just going to Google some spoilers and just chuck them out there just for funsies. Yep. <laughs> well, they're off book now, right? This entire this entire season is just them. You're off book, you jerk. <laughs> so I mean, like you couldn't even read ahead and guess what happens because they've passed the books, no, right? Yeah, because George R. R. Martin, He's such a slow writer, gonna die before he finishes writing. When you look at him, you have to wonder how is he not dead? Just because he's so old, so big, and has such a large white beard, he looks like he's <laughs> just going to die at any moment. The beard, the does, beard it. does it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was running out of ways to describe how close to death he looks. His hat. He does look at his hat. Look at his beard and his hat. Yeah. He is definitely close to death there. He does have a very unique hat. Um, uh, I want it. So Sorry, Jess yeah. and I saw this film together. Gross. It was, we had to, it sucked because it, not the, not the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really my wife. <laughs> It was, okay, it came out on like the Wednesday night for us locally, I think. But we had to put it off seeing it until the Saturday because unfortunately I work in a 24-hour emergency center. Oh, yeah. So I was just stuck. I could not get, every every night I was finishing, I think it was at nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah. And it was, or, and there was just no logistical way of us doing this together because Jess works a, you know, a grown-up person's job, Monday to Friday, nine to five sort of deal. Are you calling doctors, nurses, paramedics? Yeah, I'm saying they're above, they're above normal people. Wait, yes, also that. Doc, Doogie Hauser, he wasn't an adult. You can be a nurse and a child or a doctor and a child, right? Um, I don't think I've ever seen Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Well, trust me, he's, a, he's a, both a child and a doctor. Okay. <laughs> it's doable. So yeah, we had to put this off until the Saturday, but even then, like I bought those tickets, I think actually like three weeks in advance by that point, because I, I kept forgetting <laughs> when it was coming out. Um, and it was still well, like 80% filled. And that was four or five days after. Granted, that was like an 8 p.m. slot on a Saturday on the first Saturday night past. And when we get into mm. trivia, I'm going to talk a little bit about the box office because Andrew's <sighs> not here to do it for me. Shit, trivia. Yeah, I know. I While driving here, <laughs> I thought, oh, because I was, I was going over the format for Jess to remind her of what segments we do on the show because she's filling in for Andrew. And I was like, oh, yeah, trivia. Normally, Andrew does that. So I guess 
I have to. Oh no! <laughs> Great. Sometimes I'm prepared. Oh, this time I just forgot it existed. Well, I'll cover us from a financial spot. But anyway, it was pretty full. Um, how was? Did your crowd pretty quiet or what? Because I was cheered at random moments, which is good. Um, I I laughed and uh, probably audio, audibly cried. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And no I'm gonna, clapping I'm, though. No I'm, clapping in owls. Thank God. No clap. Yeah. No. Yeah. No one clapped. I've heard stories. Um, yeah, I've heard horrible, horrible stories of cinema clappers. It just, I don't get it. Like the screen can't hear you. You're just clapping for the rest of the people that you're in the fucking crowd. Just with. as bad as like, people who clap when the plane lands. Like it's just. Like, we did me. it, team. <laughs> Woo! He did what he was trained to do. <laughs> it's funny. I've had people describing. Sorry, or she, or them. Thank you. Yes, I've heard people describing their their theatrical experiences with Endgame. Quote: It was like being at a wrestling event. Because people were, especially in that last the last battle scene, because the rest, we'll talk about the whole movie up to it, because there's not that many fights in this movie. Yeah. Like the, the end bit is like 45 minutes of fighting maybe. And people were talking about in that segment for certain moments, their crowds literally cheering and screaming along. And like I was talking to my stepfather last night because he went to a, a screening with my mother and in their screening as well, there's a certain moment involving Captain America in the final fight where his entire audience just audibly erupted during it. I wanted that, yeah. but my audience was a little bit like that, but not as we didn't you know, anyone clapped or anything. I like when movies clap, when people clap after things. I, I think uh, it's cute. Are you? I'm just one of the people, you know. Mm. I know, I know they can't hear, but it's also like clapping is a nice feeling when you're like, "That was awesome! Yay, clap!" And that's a nice little footnote on the end of it. I'm not gonna lie, I was like moving in my seat, like after certain people did things, I would be like, oh yeah, and like, you know, whatever. And um, my wife sitting beside me was obviously like, she kept looking at me like I had something wrong with me. I think I kept hitting Seb when things happened. I would like (laughs) whack him. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. There was a moment we'll get into in this film where out of the blue, Jess just grabbed my hand and tried to break it with um, (laughs) thumb. And it's not the moment you'd be expecting. (laughs) So I can't wait to go into that. But um, we've prolonged enough. I reckon we'll jump into trivia. It's going to be a brief one because our trivia boy's not here. Yeah. Yeah, so fun. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Really disappointed that Spider-Man didn't do that. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Missed opportunity. (laughs) Stark's in front of him dying. He's like, but you can't (laughs) die. It's It's Wednesday, Wednesday, my dudes. dudes. (laughs) (laughs) So, knowing me, just because of the amount of comics I've read, I'm sure I'm going to throw some bits of trivia just scattered throughout this review, just when moments come up. Mm -hmm. so my trivia here is just going to be dedicated to the box office because Ooh. it's quantifiable and it's nothing like, remember that stuff that used to annoy Zane of, he'd find trivia and it'd be like, Loki appears in this film. He's like, yeah, he was in the credits and on screen. Why is that trivia? So I've got mm. some lovely stuff. So the film had a budget of $356 million, which is Bullshit. That's a lot of money. And given that it had only 45 minutes of like action. Don't get me wrong. I know these films were expensive to make, period. But the amount, just given the size of the cast and the amount of like guest stars they had brought in, like Robert Redford reappeared for a year a bit. You'd have to think like a huge chunk of that went to the cast in that sense. Like I know RDJ is about 50 million himself 
yeah. per film. So you cut that and the film's already down to 306 million from 356. And then you think like, okay, what's Evans and Hemsworth worth? Not as, probably not as much, but it wouldn't be a small amount. And then the fact mm. that, you know, yeah, Redford came back, Tilda Swinton came back. Like it was an expensive film. So many. Yeah. yeah. So worldwide, I just jumped on Box Office Mojo. So it is Saturday just before the release here. It's currently listed at having made uh, $1.785 billion. Oh, yeah. Now, from its opening weekend, which was last weekend just passed, it had made already internationally $1.2 billion in its opening weekend, which is, that's mm. fucking insane. Some, a lot of big, you know, big action films won't even get there in their lifetime, let yeah. alone in like the, what, the Friday to Saturday or Sunday period or whatever it is. Yeah. Although I don't, to be fair, I'm not sure if that includes the the numbers from like the Wednesday, Thursday, depending on where you are, release time. It said weekend box office. Yeah. So that might be the first four days or it might literally just be the Saturday, Sunday. I'm not qualified to know that because I did not look it up. Fair. Yeah. So that's that. So when I see those numbers, I have to think, you've already seen this movie, everyone listening, because it looks like everyone has seen this movie. Yeah. So by this point, I feel like we're not so much here to say whether or not it's recommendable and you should go see it because I think you've done that. It's more just yeah. joining us to see what we thought, which feels so much less. Banter. <laughs> oh, and um, at some point we are going to read those uh, comment reviews. Yep. Um, so strap yourself in for a ride. We can do those whenever. I, I have pegged them in for after we give our verdicts. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can also do them randomly in the middle. Just... Surprise! Yeah, Surprise who knows? What well, for now? Movie babies? Sure. Or smoothies? I think they're babies. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, baby. Smoothie. Yeah. No. <laughs> I nailed this. Yeah. I know I, I literally oh, okay. say this every single time. Oh, yeah. And I, I know, like, it's a trope. Seb says, I've nailed this. Nobody's ever done this. And I say, like, Lion King in Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, how is that, this movie? Uh, uh, um, okay. It's Ocean's Eleven and Back to the Future 2. It's a heist film with an ensemble cast of, like, A-list celebrities and John, Don Cheadles in both of them, like, which I just thought of then. And <laughs> Back to the Future 2, where they literally go back in time and have to sidestep all the same characters in Back to the Future 1 because they're in the same spot of that movie yeah. and work around them to get their goals done. Checkmate. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can go next. I went with Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Oh, yeah. And Now You See Me. For a very yeah. similar reason behind what Seb said. Um, obviously, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. You've got the time travel as- aspect, trying to f- fix the future. It's, you know, self-explanatory. And Now You See Me, it's a heist film with magic. And Mark Ruffalo's in both. Yeah. And Mark Ruffalo is in yeah. both, yeah. <laughs> well, along those same lines, I'll say Now You See Me Two. <laughs> I haven't seen that Ooh. one. Is it any good? I've heard bad things, but yeah. I haven't seen it. So it's all right. I didn't but like the first one. <laughs> you didn't. No. Well, it's magic. No, but it was magic. Ba- no, it wasn't. And Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo and magic. <laughs> okay, so I like. I love magic. I love like all the sleight of hand. Doesn't shit sound like it. <laughs> this movie says that it, they're magicians using like you know street magic kind of stuff, but all the magic that they do as part of the heist actually just relies on like crazy fucked up science and it's like it's not for me it's not like the fun of like it's not the fun of the sleight of hand and actually like slipping this thing and now you can't see it oh it's we got this hologram machine and stuff I was like oh man that's not it I wanted them to be more into what magicians do and less into we were secretly funded by this organization that has 
holographic machines and it, it lent too far into the it's not even magic fake magic magic it's just it's just shenanigans shenanigans well, are fun though the the next one uses a lot of sleight of hand i've seen one scene on Facebook a lot. And the card? The card. It yeah. always comes up and I always watch it and I'm like, maybe today's the day. <laughs> it has never been that well, day. I don't know why, but I decided to watch it a couple of weeks ago mm. and there you go. There's my mini review of <laughs> Now You See Me Too. Wait, is that the best scene in the movie? Um, It's got Daniel Radcliffe in it. Ooh. That's true. Does he use actual magic or? <laughs> no. No. He's dead, in quote, dead to the world, but he's alive. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. The ultimate <clears> trick of them all. <laughs> What I actually wrote down was not Now You See Me Too, but <laughs> it's like the exact thing that you get when you are craving something, but I have absolutely no idea what the thing is until someone blindfolds you and you are left with them feeding you a mystery delicacy that quenches much more than you are ever expecting it to. That mixed with some time travel and a master hairstylist. Mm. It was very... Um, Hair-oriented. I was going to say fan service oh. <laughs> But also, Yes. Yes. I feel like I would be remiss if I did not throw an additional baby in for us. Sure. And it's only because there are so many funny parallels between this and the movie, and it's worth knowing. The Are you familiar with Star Trek Voyager? I'm sure you've watched Day it. Baby Stay Out. What? So, Star Trek Voyager? Yes. Okay. You've watched it, right? Which one? The Like the show, you've seen Star Trek oh, Voyager. Yeah. right. Yes. So the finale, the very end... Okay, so the whole basic story of Star Trek Voyager is they're stranded in the Delta Quadrant in their starship, which puts them like, I'm going to say a random time, like 300 years of travel away from Earth. And their plan is they're trying to work out, can they get there any faster because they're all stuck out here? Mm-hmm. And it's their journey home. And then every episode is Star Trek episodic. Oh, here are the Kardashians. Kardashians? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Look oh. at their butts. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, you got me. I would watch it if the Kardashian was in it just for the shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the finale, they're back home. They're just suddenly back home. But it's been oh. like 50 years since we last saw them. The crew's all been aged up. Oh. And Janeway- they level the, up as well? The, what? Do they level up as well? No, no. It's actually much better, worse for them. So Janeway, the oh. captain, she's upset because oh. a couple of crew members died on the in that last 50 years. Oh. Um, Tuvok, who's the Vulcan, um, develops some version of like- Oh, like dementia effectively, or like Alzheimer's, like, but it's very, it was treatable on earth, but they didn't have the thing to treat them on the starship. So he's just gone crazy effectively and he's scribbling drawings and he can't speak to anyone. He's completely isolated mentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's their home and everyone else that obviously made it is completely safe. Um, but yeah, they just, um, yeah. So her problem is he wants them all to be good. So she goes on a mission where she finds some Klingon somewhere who's developed some kind of time travel device. Ooh, time travel. She steals it and she travels back in time and gets on board the Voyager, uh, Starship Voyager and tries to convince her present self or a past self, whatever, that there's another way out of here. Um, in this certain region, the Borg have set up this like Starship relay that they use to travel across the galaxy really qu- quickly. Uh-huh. Let me upgrade the ship. We can be defensible against the Borg and we can travel back and we can get everyone home today. And it's about trying to convince her past self to do this. So she eventually doesn't trust herself and ends up commandeering the ship and does it and does a big sacrifice play. So future Janeway's killed to save past Janeway and the crew and all that. And there's just a lot of parallels between it. And the reason I want to bring it up is because it's also called Endgame. Huh. And there you go. I did my duty. That Beautiful. counts as a trivia. Yeah. <laughs> and a cool. mini review of Star Trek Voyager. 
Very so many mini reviews within this review. All right, tweets? Yeah. And today I'm going to read it to you. It's got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. I have not prepared this. Oh, I did. Oh, thank God, because I'm going to bullshit one. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Time travel and space magic. Death and beauty. The conclusion of some well-written characters. Hashtag Captain American Falcon. Yeah. Um, I've been saying it all along. The Avengers can only win if Hawkeye's present. True. Yep. Some superheroes do some time travel stuff. Hashtag Endgame. <laughs> you did it, buddy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what do you guys want to start wait, with? Wait, wait, Half a chair for Jess. Hip, hip. Ugh. Oh, I thought hip, hip would be the, first, the half that we gave her. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got three quarters of a yeah. chair there, actually. Woo. Um, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I think today we should start with the bad because- Reading the room, I feel like this is a group of people that enjoyed the movie more than they didn't. Yeah. So we'll start with the negative and because I, I feel like it's going to be brief and then we'll go from there. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. So bad. I, I can actually... I'm gonna give this. A, I'm gonna do this big old slap. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. The time travel's messy in this film, and the reason it's is messy it? is they call it time travel. It ends up being more like universe traveling, like multiverse traveling, because their part, what they go back and do in the past, will have no effect on their personal future that they're coming, their, their, or their present that they've come from. So when they go back, when they go back into the past and steal the tesseract or whatever. It's not going to affect the future that they've come from. It's just going to affect the future of the past moment that they've gone to. So it's effectively creating branching paths, but they could go back in time. Like they say, they'll go back in time and kill Thanos as a baby. And he's still going to have grown up in their reality to have done what he did in Infinity War. Yeah. Mm. So that's the conceit, which is fine. I'm on board. That makes it very neat because it means they don't have to undo 22 movies worth of stories. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So when you say that going back into the past is not going back into your past, but going back into a past, my only question is how did Captain America stick around, age himself up, and then appear at the end of this film in their reality? Because he should technically have been in a different reality. Um, <clears throat> I have the answer. I would love to hear it. Space magic. Oh, okay. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Just- well, That's literally my only problem with this film because they, they set up this thing so it doesn't affect any other stories and then they ignore it for this one bit. And I like the bit that they put in. I think it's a great choice, which we'll talk about in the good. But it was mm. just when you think when you think too hard about things in this film, the wheels do fall off. But the movie doesn't want you to. It wants you to it wants you to be happy. It wants you to smile. It wants you to cry. It wants you to feel. And those are all the good things I'll speak about. But when you dedicate even two minutes of thought to a couple of the ideas in this film, it's like, oh, okay, that does not make sense. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like time travel is always one of those things that you're going to have a lot of issues with no matter what kind of film you're watching because there's exactly. always going to be variables with any kind of time travel travel film. And there's always going to be something you're like, oh, hold on, how does that work? Mm. And I feel like that happens with any movie that includes yeah. time travel in it. You're always going to have something. But you know what? Time travel's made up <laughs> because we can't do it. Yet. So, yeah, I, I like the optimism. But... <laughs> um, it's it's literally just fiction. They can write whatever laws they want for it. So 
if that's how it works, that's how it worked. Oh, like I said, and I'm, I'm happy for it to work the way they did because it's, it's just neater. It would be terrible if, because like Loki escapes with the Tesseract at one point in this film. Yeah. Yeah. So that means in that reality, Loki is now in a different part of the path that he went in our reality, in the main reality that got him killed. Yeah. Yep. So in theory, there's a Loki that's off somewhere, which by the way, there's a Disney plus Loki series coming out. Yeah. So it's probably that one. I mean, maybe not, but yeah. Who knows? So that's fine as to why their Loki is still dead, but there is another Loki. We could follow another story. That's why I'm, I'm happy with this idea because it also just means Iron Man 1 still happened, you know, for example. Like yeah. they didn't undo everything because that would have been super messy, especially Ford after- Dark World. Yeah. But like 22 films in finding out, oh, okay, so the 21 preceding it no longer a canon. It's like, oh yeah, God, yeah. So it was yeah, a good don't choice. We do this. Well, exactly. And <laughs> I like the multiverse idea as well because they play in, in a lot of different stories in the, in the Marvel comic series, they play into the fact that there are like, there's multiple, you guys saw the Spider-Man movie, the Spider-Verse? No. Oh, well, there's multiple different Peter Parkers or Spider-Man equivalents throughout all these different realities and they all converge to come together for one story. That's the kind of thing you can do when they, have the, when they use the multiverse, like in the movies now. Like if they decide to have a split branching path in 20 yeah. years, maybe... There's a reality in which Doctor Strange has an Iron Man suit. Stupid example, but and then that one could interact with someone else. So you can have all these weird yeah. divergences kind of come in. All but right. Yeah, so cool idea. I just think the Steve part of the end just didn't make sense. Unless I guess unless he time traveled himself back again secretly to that moment and then just caught a pus <laughs> to the bench. It's possible. Um so that's my bad, but it's not even like mm. Like I said, I did it in the movie. Didn't hit me like that. It was yeah. just afterwards. I was like, but how? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That it was one thing that I thought about, but then I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't care. I, I like don't. it. It was a good ending. It wrapped up that character beautifully. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Any bad, Jess? I really have really struggled to find anything that I can actually talk about that I thought was bad yeah. in the film. Like I came out of this movie just wanting to literally go back in and watch it again straight away. I can't mm. think of anything that I would say that was inherently bad about this film. Yeah. Well, then I guess we're jumping to the good, which immediately means we're going to remember things we didn't like in this film and talk yeah. about it then because Absolutely. that's how this show ooh, works. Ooh, no, no. I've got something Oop. before we do that. I almost had it, man. <laughs> so close. <laughs> almost. The nebula thing with uh, being in the same, like in the same time, but the memories coexist. Code they share a some. Wi-Fi password. That's all. The oh, same. yeah, yeah. yeah right. I get, I get what the one. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But then time travel. Uh, who, who fucking cares? Whatever. Yep. Like it just like I didn't like that. And the, the whole time it was happening, it was like, well, no, no, no. Well, sure, okay. That I guess that's happening. Mm. But, but actually, no. <laughs> I will say, not a huge downer. But and I know why they did it. Having Thanos come back, the past Thanos, and be the villain for the end of the film. Mm. I guess, I, I know why they did it from a story standpoint of... Thanos we, is the big bad. Well, no, we just, even though we just know who he is. Yeah. And introducing a, a, another villain would have felt weird by this point. True. Unless you had spent the entire movie building up another villain. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Because obviously the film starts with Thanos getting his head cut off. That's the one that we're punishing. The ba- That was the bad Thanos. I mean, okay, they're both bad Thanos, but that's the one that, yeah. you know... Deserved did the, that did kill. The thing. Yeah. So bringing in the other one, I can, I like a see just from, from the fact that it's a three-hour movie with so many characters used on a streamline, using them is fine. But also, I so felt like the Thanos story was done 
just the way it had concluded and they had to the fact that he he got killed but they had to live with what he did for five years mm. i felt like that was that and then having him come up again and even so weirdly more evil <laughs> in mm. the past was yeah i don't know i just i think if if i was doing it over i'd try to work out there was another option there for something else i don't know but I can't. I get. I get. I get why it was just the easiest option because the movie's already so full. Introducing yeah. a new villain would have just. God, that would have been yeah. rough. I think I may actually have something now. You did it. And it's to do with the same sort of thing, with them, with Thanos and Nebula and Gamora and everything coming back or coming to the future. They didn't have enough of the Pym particle for them to come back. They. So how would they have like? They didn't ex- really explain how they were managed to get there. In the end, I just assumed Thanos scientists, but you know, you're right. They, the film doesn't tell us they get given some by Nebula. It was one, one, was one enough was for one person to get back. One person yeah. or one? Tr- oh, I suppose one, it would be person, yeah, because yeah. they all had to they use all one each, yeah, each, one each, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Like, well, yeah, it's a good point. I could mm. make up reasons, but they don't tell but us. But we don't know space magic. Yeah, space, space magic. magic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Onto the good. Onto the good. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! I've got a list of good things. Am I going to go through it? (laughs) I mean, I guess. Sure. Fat Thor. The (laughs) fact that they did it and then stuck to it and committed. And he is just Fat Thor for the rest of the movie. Even... I assumed in the very final fight scene when he had both um, the hammer and the axe and the lightning hit him, I was like, oh, it's going to shred him. Yeah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> He's just, just fat thick Thor. Thor the entire movie. I loved it. Oh, brilliant. Give me hope. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, oh, cool. I'm also a superhero now. Um, just the fact that, yeah, that I think it's really, I think it was really funny. I think that they've really caught, finally caught on to the fact that Hemsworth is a very funny actor. Mm. Like people criticized him in that Ghostbusters remake because he was just playing a complete ditz, but yeah. he's good at it. Like he it, did well, yeah. Like humorous humor. What I find funny, you might not find funny. Well, you know, you you find it funny, but you know, I do. Yeah. yeah, but someone else might not find it funny. But he, if you like this kind of humor, he nails it every time. It's so great. Which is why it's such a good idea to have him in that Guardians of the Galaxy mm. franchise yeah. because his humor matches so perfectly within. That yeah, that style, and it's kind of weird. Like so, Hemsworth, sorry, Hemsworth, um, Evans and uh, Danny Junior, they're effectively out. They've been talking about not wanting to continue for a while, and this film kind of gives them both that reason to not be there. Well, and like the perfect like fan service and like a perfect out for them. Yeah, they can, they wrap their story, like put the bow on, cherry on top, icing sugar, yeah, a bit of whipped cream. Delicious. Mm. But Hemsworth has pretty much said he's good to do whatever. He hasn't made that call of like, I want out. So yeah. maybe he'll... Uh, Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok, has apparently pitched Thor 4 to the studio as well. Sweet. Maybe they'll do that. Obviously, we're, looking, we're potentially looking at that as Guardians of the Galaxy thing, which is actually a comic run that started like last year, I think. Different, it's, it's got different characters to this right. group, but it wasn't just like a funny pun joke. It's also the name of a comic series. So right. who knows? Maybe. And maybe James Gunn's are- back for that now. Two, which is why it's not coming out next year. It's coming out probably the year after because it was originally meant to come out next year. But James Gunn got fired and then they had to get new writers and get new director and now he's back. So I think it's just off schedule at the moment. That's fine. As long as they make another good movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, so 
I mean, maybe it's, it's easy to look at this through like the the main cast of characters because that way it might be easy to isolate like the good moments between everyone. So on Thor, I liked going back and him actually having a good chat with his mother. Like Renee Russo was barely in mm. the other two movies before she got killed off. She's yeah. kind of just a, almost a set dressing, unfortunately, because she's such a good actress. But yeah, having that little bit with him there and showing that he's still just absolutely so devastated by what happened yeah. was great. Pulls the heartstrings. Mm. My God. There was a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was a like, lot of pulling the heartstrings. Like every flashback, like the literally the opening scene. Oh, I know. Holy bastards! Balls, like <laughs> my word. It. I was just smiling like, again. It's like Clint, like just turning around, like fucks my family gone. Yeah, yep. They did it really well too because yeah. he never like we, we just see like the yeah. bit of the dust, but he didn't yeah. see shit. You know, like, nah, yep. he's just like I. <laughs> I think yep. I think when it first started and we realized that's what it was starting with, I it was like. Literally under my breath, you assholes. <laughs> so happy. Yep. <laughs> I like when they do these things though, uh, because it shows if like I'm I'm smiling because I'm actually feeling something. Yeah. Even though it's a bad feeling, I'm just I'm so happy that I'm actually that, feeling something from a movie. Yeah. Um so yeah, Thor had his it with his mum. Um I loved at the very beginning of the film when he kills Thanos and you can just see he's been brooding this entire time. time. Yeah. But even like it kind of shows hints that he's gonna end up like the size that he is in the movie. Cause when you first see him and they're all like talking about their plan, like to go get him with you know with Captain Marvel, he's literally just sitting at the table drinking a beer and eating a plate of bread. Yeah. <laughs> just a plate of bread rolls. Yep. <laughs> so it's kind of showing, I guess, that he's been eating his feelings, but he's, it's only been a couple of days since, so he hasn't packed on the kilos oh, it's yet. so relatable, though. Like, uh, it's so relatable. Man. Yep. And um, so what else have we got main cast? Well, well, I think we'll finish off. We'll talk about um, Tony and Cap towards the end. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye's whole thing was great. I like the Ronan character. We went off and just started killing people because my family yeah. died and they were good people. Why are you still let to be alive? You're a criminal. Yeah. And just yeah. going full Punisher. It was great. Yeah. And then... It's the, the whole soul stone thing. Mm. Holy dicks. Yep. See, I don't. I like Black Widow, but I really like Hawkeye. And the second he did that job, I was like, oh, you sons of bitches. Because yeah. for me, I was like, oh, we never, we, we, every film he's been in, we don't get that much of him. Yeah. And I really like his performance. And I was like, of course, he'll be the one that dies. Mm-hmm. And they swerved me, killing off mm. Widow in that scene. Yeah. yeah. Which Absolutely. I'm not going to say. Yeah. But um, that was one of the moments that when they when they got there and Jess had realized where they were going and what needed to happen, that I got my arm yeah. um, a hand crushed. Yeah. But it's not the moment she almost tried to kill me. <laughs> oh. Like I said, that moment you won't really see coming, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um other characters, Banner Hulk. Yep. Honestly, yeah. my favorite favorite thing in all of the movie was Banner Hulk. Oh, he dabbed. <laughs> he is a perfect combination of Hulk and Mark Ruffalo, and honestly, yeah. I couldn't have asked for anything better in my entire life. And it, I was very scared that I was going to lose him. And the fact that I kept him on for the entire movie makes me very happy. Yeah. So the moment my hand got crushed is they were playing up how dangerous using the gauntlet is for the characters. And Hulk's like, it has to be me. And yeah. so he puts on the gauntlet and he's getting ready to click. And this is when Jess is crushing my hand because she's worried that Hulk's going to die from clicking. That was the moment. Yeah. I was very scared. I was genuinely, I was like, I, was I wonder. I was so yeah. scared. They cannot, Hulk is my favorite. I can't have him die. It's just not right. It's Hulk not is, fair. Hulk is and my after family. They, after they <laughs> killed Black Widow and I didn't realize that was coming, I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to lose, yeah. I'm going to lose Hulk. And it was yeah, a very scary moment for me. Uh, yeah. That whole, that whole movie. <laughs> oh, just, I, ow. I did think of a bad. Of course. The rat, wait, getting Ant-Man out of the, of the van. That's, 
write something better than guys. Like, I mean, it it's so been, happenstance. It had been five years. So many other rats had probably already walked all over it. it that was the one that they captured. Uh, couldn't it have just it, been people yeah. just like fucking around with the van? Like even criminals that have broken in and, and are robbing that, that, that storage facility and they just press a button and that happens. Anything apart from just randomly a rat just happens to walk across. I thought it was going to walk across and then coincidentally just that was just the moment in time we saw and then it would turn on. But no, the rat actually hit the button. So I was like, I don't know. That was yeah. a bit too random smart. for me. I think rats yeah. are smart. Mm. Rats are pretty smart. They can get out of mazes. They can. I mean, yeah, they can, yeah. I guess. They can press buttons. I've seen them press buttons before. Yeah. Um, Ant-Man in general was good in this film. He was. Yeah. I, I, I like Paul Rudd, though. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. See, I like the Ant-Man films, so. It, no, yeah. And his Just, part was emotional, too, with Cassie. Uh, not knowing where she was and then realising. Yeah. I it, it didn't even click to me that it had been five years and she'd be all grown up. So when she came to the door, I was like, Oh shit, of course she's grown up. It didn't click with me because I think we left her as like a six or seven year old and she's like 20 now. They aged her up a lot, I thought. I thought she was like 14. Yeah, she would be about 15 or something, yeah, Yeah, I reckon. I have to watch it again because I thought they had cast an adult and I was like, No, she's definitely a teenager. Oh, she? Okay. Um, Well, good then. I'm bad at numbers. Who knows? Who knew that? Guess an age, I guess. Just guess one age. Um, What's her name? Um... Uh, blue angry chick. I've forgotten her Nebula? name. Nebula. Nebula. Good in yeah. this film. She's. I like. I like Nebula. Yeah. I've always liked Nebula. I think um, Karen Gillan plays her incredibly well. Yeah, honestly. no, she's definitely. Yeah, she is good. I just. I wish we got more Rocket in this film. We got a lot of him in the last film. Yeah, because like he was like with Thor and stuff, and they became good friends. And yeah. I just, I was. I don't know. He was fine. I just felt like he was more background in this film. But I suppose they yeah. had to kind of shuffle them across because Steve was pretty much background was in the last film. So many. Actors, yeah, mm. you really can't you, have everyone. I know there was three hours worth of content, but there were so many actors. Yeah, a lot oh, of oh, actors. Yeah. <laughs> Before we, I guess, talk about Cap and Steve, I'll talk about like just the structure of this film. Like it was pretty slow, and but not in a bad way. Like this is this is a good point for me. For a three-hour superhero film, it had two fights in it, and one of them was what a thirty-second fight scene ending with a beheading. And then the finale, which I'm, I'm going to say between half an hour to 45 minutes of action, but I still don't think it was 45. I think it was a bit less than that. But, and then in the middle, it's just oh. that time heist thing, which is good, but like you, I would, seeing that runtime, I would expect some big fight. I suppose we get the small cap versus cap fight, but even that's like a minute, not even that. And that's just very basic hand-to-hand stuff. Like there's not yeah. much action in this film. That said, it's- it did not feel like it went for three hours while oh, I was sitting there. Hell no. It could have been a regular length movie and I wouldn't have known any different after sitting there watching that movie. There was not a point where I was bored or yeah. felt like, oh, you know, how much longer has this got to go? I'm, I'm ready to leave. Like it was, there like, was no like problem. In general, like I, I might like pull out the phone and just check the time. But I didn't do that once. No, And like it got to the end and it was literally as the credits started going up, I was like, oh, mm. like it, it could have kept going and I would not have noticed. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like it's funny, my... My favorite moment from Age of Ultron was the party scene when they're all trying to lift Thor's hammer and all fucking around. Mm. Because I just like watching them interact. And this film was 80% that, right? It was just them sitting around chatting and planning for so much of it. Even when the time heist bit happened, there were so many just character moments, like just focus between like Steve and Tony fixing things up. When Tony first gets back and he just rips into Steve because Steve mm. didn't stop Thanos and stuff like great stuff like that. And 
that's like the, the the part that will make I think help this film stand up for as long as it's going to, mm. because it it focused so heavily on not just the characters like their arcs they've been telling over all these films, um, but just yeah, just such a focus on where they were emotionally, yeah. which is good because they have so much chemistry after coming out of so many films that it just works so so well. Yeah, and a ballsy move that five years later thing as well. Oh, oh man, that killed me. That killed me. <laughs> See. I suspected because I, I'm I talk you know I see stuff online and all that people were trying to piece together this and that from the trailer and the running theory was because we had f- f- heard that most of the footage that was shown in the trailers was the first fifteen minutes of the movie that the only exception yeah. I think was there's a small bit of Ant Man running after the Avengers facility's been blown up but he's shrunk so you don't know where he is and um them in their white suits which is about halfway through the movie I think yeah. the time travel suits but apart from that every other clip was from the before that in the first 15 minutes and people were speculating they're going to go fight Thanos they're going to fail going to come back have to work at a different plan and then go for it so I expected cool they're heading to see Thanos oh god they're on his planet it's like 10 minutes into the movie he's going to beat the shit out of it. is he going to kill Captain Marvel I don't know what's going to happen yeah I did not expect them to he they just get there and he's like nah I'm a, I'm a, I'm a competent villain I've made it so you can't win like, yeah. I've destroyed the stones like good twist yeah, it was, like, yeah, absolutely. Because I just expected they'd get to him and he would just fuck them up. I think that was what, yeah, everyone's yeah. expectation was, is, you know, you go there, they try and beat him, come back, try again, you mm. know, have it be one of those movies. So the fact that they, yeah, killed him off first 10 minutes was just, yeah. what? Hold on. And then what have you done five years later? And it's like, yep. oh, oh shit, yeah. yeah. I, I wish yeah. we had seen more of just what happened to society in that time. Like, we mm. see a lot of empty streets. It's funny. We see streets that look like... It doesn't look like 50% of people are gone. It looks like everyone's gone. Yeah. Like, that places look completely abandoned. Like, you still have the states, and you've still got, like, 100 million people in that country. That's That said, if you are getting rid of 50% of the people in the world, there are possibly going to be streets where most of the people are gone. Mm. I mean, it's not going to, you know, go one house off, one house on sort of thing. There will be areas where maybe a full area almost everyone's gone apart from two people, but then there may be mm. full areas where everyone managed to stay. That's what the whole thing about Thanos was, killing 50% of people. There was no discrimination between who yeah. he was killing off. It well, was Hawkeye just, lost however. three family members and he survived. So he's yeah. one in four that survived of that group. So it's not even, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that was Whereas, just good writing. Yeah. yeah, just really good writing. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Iron Man, obviously, you know, Tony Stark got to keep, you know, Pepper, Pepper and has his kid and it was... Did Hogan die? Oh. We didn't really find out because we didn't see him until yeah, the very end. end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will posit this as a potential issue, but not really. I don't know. So Peter Parker is the only one that the the five year time gap is irrelevant for everyone. Everyone's an adult. No one's no one else really has a part a point where their age will matter. Yeah. But Peter's now been taken out of time for five years. Yep. And he's going back to school. And we've got mm-hmm. the cast from the new Spider Man film. Yep. And it's one of those ones where you just have to let the convenience of the writing be what it is because his entire group of friends also must have been dusted because they're all still in the same grade in school. Yeah, yeah. they would have to be. Yeah. Well, it's just, I, once again, I see why you were just like, it just has to be that way. But he's the only character where coming back five years later would mean something because he should, his girlfriend in theory might be graduated now yeah. and in college. Yeah. But for the sake of consistent storytelling, of course she won't be. Yeah. 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 The main people that they need to keep there will have gone at the same time. Yeah. Like Ned. The, yeah, the big guy, that, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess we'll just mm. look at Cap and Steve. Wait. Yeah. Same person. Sure. And um, it was, well, let's do Cap first. Good ending. 
with um getting back to Peggy. Well, yeah, yeah, we assume anyway. Um, Mjolnir. Yep, great bit. Yeah, absolutely, Holy so good. Fucking balls. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Zane actually hates that moment. He was yelling at me before we were recording. <laughs> um, because he he just thinks it was too obvious. And to which I'd say. Obvious in the sense that they signposted this five years ago and yeah. then paid it off. So I'm like, I don't know why that's a complaint. Of course they did it. They that's were a, setting it up. That's a movie, movie trope. That's, yeah. what they, that's what they do. If they didn't do it, then it's like, okay, why would, why would you set us? this up? Yeah. Like it's, so, yeah. But he, he hated it. So people, I know people that have reacted badly to this, but I think it was kick-ass. He was, yeah. he was fucking worthy. <laughs> yep. I love that it was originally when he went to go pick it up and it moved, Thor was really concerned and he was just like, oh crap, when he went to do it. But when it came to the fact that he'd actually held it, Thor was like, I knew it. And he was actually quite happy for it. So yeah. that shows a little bit of growth on Thor's end as well, I think. I yeah. like when they're both fighting, he's at the hammer and Thor's with the axe as a moment where they've swapped hands. Yeah. And he's like, like, oh no, give me the give me the big one. Yeah, you, you get the small <laughs> one. The little one. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, ending fight was great. Fight. Um, on your left and where all the portals start opening up yeah. and just everyone fucking falls through them. Like I, everyone. It was Legitimately, beautiful. like- after they bombed the the Avengers um, base and then everyone's like just trying to survive and then like the three of them are out there and then they're fighting Thanos. I had completely forgotten that they had brought everyone back. Right. And like there was there was no hint that any of them had actually come back except for like the birds that were outside and then bombs and then it was like, oh shit. And then like, oh, okay, now they're going to fight him. Mm. Um, and then... All the portals started opening up, and I was like, "That's right, they <laughs> shit. Yep. Yeah, That's everyone's right. back. Yeah, fuck yeah." Because it was such a quick moment between the click and being bombed. Like it was, yeah, it was just one after the other. So oh, I was like, "You said the birds. That was great. Yeah, just like we know the clicks happened and everything, and just having them hear the birds and go to the window and have a look, and that being because even though it's fifty percent." We haven't seen any animals or anything in this film. Like you forget yep. and suddenly like we can now use that sound effect now and you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I will say Hawkeye's wife's wife rigging his phone. Yeah. He's like, was that on charge the last five years, buddy? No, I guess maybe, maybe it dusted with her, but it was just like, <laughs> how is her mobile working? But well, once again, magic. don't Honestly, think too different. Don't think too hard on this film. Yeah. If you, if you came back from something like that and realized that your husband wasn't there, like, we don't really know exactly, honestly, how much they remember of not being yeah. there. We never see anyone come back either. Yeah. So we don't even know, did, did they appear in the same spot they were in? We, I kind of yeah. assumed so. Well, because um, Star-Lord, uh, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, they all, they all come back together. And I think I from memory, so. the backdrop from the, the portal they walked through, I think it was yeah. like the orange planet and stuff, yeah. but, and but we don't see it happen. So yeah. you never get that moment of like, because where are we? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you base it off what Spider-Man, um, if what Peter says, he's like, I was here and then all of a sudden I was here and he was telling us that we've been gone for five years. So in that regard, they don't know that they've been gone for five years. So if I was to re- like yeah. turn around and all of a sudden you had disappeared, Seb, yeah, the first thing I'm going to do is call you because you were standing there two seconds ago. Oh, no, I'm not opposed to her calling him. Oh, yeah. My thing was, I was like, I guess her phone was on her because I'm like, why is her phone charged? She's been gone for five years. Yeah, good yeah. point, yeah. With Hawkeye just keeping, the, he's just paying those bills for the last five years to keep that act, that number active. Even if she still had her phone, why is it working? Like, yeah, it's prepaid. Possibly. Yeah, it's prepaid. Don't think too hard on this yeah. film because yeah. this part you'd be like, yeah. wait, how? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did have a, que- uh, like a, a little bit. I was like, how did Spider Man know? But Doctor Strange had already seen all this yeah. play out. So he's mm-hmm. like, 
it's going to be five years in Dustland, and then then we're going to be we're going to be back. And uh, Cap, um, what's his name? Tony Stark's going to die. This I can't tell him that, but I will <laughs> foreshadow it just a little just bit. Just a teensy bit. <laughs> um, this tell you it fight scene, <laughs> Return of the King, right? Better. I liked it better. You reckon? I, I still think Helm's Deep is, for me in Lord of the Rings, the Helm's Deep fight is like my favourite battle. That was incredible. Yeah. But this reminded me of the Return of the King one just because you've got like, like you got giant man running around. Like I know he's bigger, but like, like the elephants and stuff and like yeah. just the scale differences between what's going on and all that and just the armies charging into it. Just, there was a couple of bits that reminded me of Lord of the Rings here, but in a good way. Mm. Yeah. I also liked how they brought um, Captain Marvel in. I forgot well. about her. Oh my goodness. Like they, they introduce her <laughs> yeah. as this, you know, she's so fucking incredible. And the fact that, you know, with her and the Avengers, they take out Thanos that bloody quickly because she's so strong. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go away now and disappears for th- two and a half hours. That when she came back and like, you see the ship change what it's targeting and start shooting at something in the sky. I was like, what other ship could be joining them? I yeah. had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I completely forgot. But, but it's good, I think. That then, no, not like, a bad thing. It was good that they they had written in such a way that I didn't expect her because I literally, like Alex, I forgot that everyone was snapped back. Yeah. So when when Alex like on your left, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's and then right. like uh, Captain Marvel gets down there, and Spider Man's got the the um, the gauntlet thing, and he's just like, oh yeah, hi, Peter Parker, and she's like. Yeah, and he's like, um, I don't know how you're gonna get over there though. And then all of the badass women. Oh, the are women like, of Marvel fuck scene. Yes, I think that was one of the moments that I was hitting Seb, because mm. um, I was just so that like had bigger smile on my yeah. face. It was such an amazing moment. It I, really was. I both liked that they did that, but that really took me out of the movie because it's like, oh, why are they all standing in the same place? Like, it looked. It was great. It was a great framed shot. It looked badass. But also I was like, oh, that's so PR-y, um, right? Like, doesn't it just feel Seb, like they have did it just to... Sh- what I've learned is women are intuitive and they knew that Peter Parker <laughs> needed help. All at once. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And it. so yep. women of Marvel. I mean, I was having this discussion with Big someone the other day though. as yeah. well. And um, I think it was really important to have this scene in there just purely based on the fact that they started these movies with one female. Um, one female superhero mm. and mm. they've killed off that one female superhero in this movie and it's like a nice little yeah. reminder like hey I know we've done this now but look at all these awesome badass women we've brought into this this um, you know universe now for you and it's also a really nice call out to any other sort of universes and series and stuff to say hey if we can have all of these badass women in there why can't you do the same yeah, DC's yeah. like yeah we did the first female led movie with Wonder Woman and Marvel's like yeah but we've got 30 of them yeah. Whatever, yeah, and I think it was just really nice to show that, you know, we mm. may have done this, but we have this big cast of awesome, strong females and it was sort yeah. of, yeah, a nice call out to, mm. I think that's what it was mainly for, is a call out to other sort of series and universes and stuff like, hey, yeah. step up your game, we can do it, so can everyone else. Valkyrie riding, is it a Pegasus? Or whatever the oh, winged horse yeah. is. Yeah, so great. With like fucking, you got giant man just like stepping on people and punching the space well. And yeah. in the background, you got fucking Valkyrie riding this white winged horse. Yeah. Really, really strong visuals oh, in this film. It was yeah. really cool. Beautiful. I, fr- I remember there was a shot of her riding up beside one of the space whale things with her like sword yeah, out, just cutting just like all it. up it. Really, <laughs> cool. I really love Tessa Thompson. She's great. I'm she really is. excited for um that Men in Black movie with her and um Hemsworth. Oh yeah, looks really fun. It, it looks like a Marvel fun. film. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a complaint. Well, it obviously. is a comic book film, so yeah. yeah. But I'm kind of excited that the idea of 
um, Thor handing over the the king role yeah. to Valkyrie because I would watch a Valkyrie movie really really hard. I, oh, I yeah. think she's great. I would watch that oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess that brings us to Stark. He had a he had a hell of a story this one, didn't he? Uh, he 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 could have just put a pen in it and like just lived. Oh, you know, yeah. Right at the yeah, start, he could have. He could. That's so like, unlike Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but like then it. it that really showed his arc. Like, do I want to be like my father? And mm. no. Oh, him yes. going back and mm. speaking oh. to his father as well. Really nice touches. Just really to well done. Set everything up. Yeah. Um, I liked how they kind of. I think they must have done like some special effect on something, but they um made him skinnier when he first got back to Earth. Like his arm looked really gaunt. Yeah. So I think they were kind of leaning the fact he hasn't eaten. I mean, he's eaten crumbs the last twenty six days, whatever it is, which. Funny thing, I'm going to blame on Thor because in the Guardian in in um, Infinity War, Thor just like raids the fridge in the Guardian ship because he's hungry, and then he yep. cut to Tony's starving. So to death. Uh, the reason that Tony was starving to death was because of Thor. He was also running Thanks. out of water, which is what was going to kill him. But yeah. it was yeah. the start the, the, the hunger pains that were Thor's fault. Yep, <laughs> I thought that was very funny. And air, you don't need air when you're Iron Man. You do. You do. Sure. You definitely need air. Um, but yeah, I loved. Um, Introducing Morgan, his daughter, and just that whole yeah. thing. I love you 3000. Very cute. It was such a cute quote. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, sacrifice himself at the end. I've, I have I need to re-watch how he gets the stones back. I'm just kind of assuming he kind of slide put of his hand. glove. Yeah, sleight of hand he learned from Mark Ruffalo in his time. From well, no, <laughs> because the glove was a nanobot thing mm. that he created. Like, he, he probably just, like, he was touching it. And then it like just, just like yeah, that's what I assumed yeah. happened. It was so quick. Yeah, like I, I didn't even notice it. And then when he's Thanos is like, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a fun little conceit um, with the way the glove like damages people because in the comics it's fine. Like Nebula, Nebula uses it in the comics. She's actually the one that undoes what Thanos does in the comic stories, not oh. one of the Avengers. She gets it does a click, changes everything, and then someone else gets it off her from memory and then fixes it again. But she's the one that actually depowers Thanos and okay. does the win. Because he he does it, they all, they all disappear from memory? I don't think in the... Oh, God, this is wild now for me. From memory in the comics, I don't think he 50%ed it. I think he just clicked and got rid of all the superheroes because <laughs> he was going right. to use the gauntlet to rule the galaxy. It wasn't it wasn't like a you know trying to help in his sick way like in this film. Or like in the last one, he was just trying to just kill... Did. Just a just a villain, just a standard villain. Well, he's in love with death, and in the comics, death is a lady. And to pay tribute to her, he wanted to kill a bunch of people to make her happy, so she'd love him. Right? Yeah, it's very different to what they did in the movie. The the movie's debatably better because it's more deep. Is death the soul stone person in the comics? It's just a. It's literally just the god of death, which we've kind of met in Thor, but that's a different Ragnarok. His mm. sister's the god of death, but this is once again a different god of death. It's messy. Comic right. this the comics are so yeah. yeah, okay. Deep. Now, my next question. Yes. Is the soul stone person, is that Red Skull? The one that was guarding it? Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. So that was um Australian dude. No, yeah. he's so um no, not Vigo Mortison, that's the wrong name. He's from Lord yeah. of the Rings as well. Hugo Weaving. Yes, that's him. Didn't like his time filming the first one, so he's not coming back. He's still actually apparently contracted to work a few, but they just agreed not to use him. They recast him because he's in heavy makeup and there's a guy that can do the voice. So it's I can't remember who it is, but it's some other actor. Fair enough. Because um, he just doesn't want to come back. Right. Yeah. Well. But that's fine. Natalie Portman didn't come back for this film. She was all, she was all um, shots from Thor Dark, or she doesn't want to come back either. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame her. I 
don't want her back. So that's great. Um, I can see for some reason, I did not know this. Apparently there's a limit on the recording that I'm looking at the screen. So I'm just going to say, let's jump to verdicts because I don't, want, I don't know what happens if this runs out. Okay. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. Okay, so I will, if one of you wants to start, I'm going to pull up some of the fan submitted ones um, because we put out a little request on our Facebook page, which we were talking about earlier. Um, Let us know your thoughts of Endgame and we'll have a bit of a read of them. They're mostly short except for one that is not short. (laughs) Which I will tell you is Alex Cutmore, who was actually like, I had teed up. He was going to come on. He was going to be a guest host for this week for this review but just scheduling and mm. i don't know his girlfriend's brother was getting married or something so Boo. there's no like, thing there's who the no... fuck gets married right? i agree <laughs> Ugh, um yeah. okay i've so, actually got them all up now so I'll, I'll, I'll just breeze through them beauty miranda selwood says satisfying as an individual movie it wasn't the most exciting or interesting of the mcu but it fit perfectly into the overall arc the post-climatic resolution most satisfying, happy customer. That was a review. Beauty. Uh, Dylan Rock says, it just said <laughs> review emotional content to cover all the shit. Huh. Yep. Um, Dylan Chambers, who might be the worst human being I've ever met, just says tremendous, five stars. God <laughs> damn it, Dylan. <laughs> yes. Typical. Uh, <laughs> tremendous. Uh, oh. Love you, Dylan. <laughs> Bobby Jensen just says fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to read Alex Cutmore's last just because yeah. it's it's the long one. Um, Dane Thompson, who one of our most active uh, fans on Facebook, just said, eh. Well, I, I asked for a mini review. He listens. So. Well, um, we can ban him. That's okay. No, no. <laughs> well, um, you know what I think about you? Eh. <laughs> um, all right. I'll try to do this one some justice. So from Alex Cutmore. All right. Don't know how many this is going to be. Here's a, I'm going to read behind the curtains. It's not very many. <laughs> So um, it's compared it's to what we than, did. Eh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely loved this movie. It's honestly one of the best experiences I've had watching a film in my life. It serves as a massive thank you from the Marvel Studios to all the fans that have invested in their characters since the beginning of their journey of this journey. And the greater investment, the greater the reward. They have the unique ability to capture a wide audience and foster an emotional investment from their fans and many different levels. For example, my mother watched this movie and she is not a massive comic book fan and all uh, sorry at all and couldn't tell you Peter Parker from your Steve Rogers but she still had a good time watching this movie and the others that preceded sorry I need to take a breath um, my girlfriend also watched the film with me in the cinemas the day it came out and she's little more invested than my mother mainly through listening to me rave all about Marvel all the time but still not a massive fan and she had a great time too even crying at Iron Man's funeral. Then on the utmost tier of fandom, there's me. Someone who has been balls deep in the MCU from the first Avengers movie, Grace the Screen. Same. And, Beautiful. Yeah. And as previously mentioned, I freaking love this movie. I love the story, the dialogue, the callback, the references to comic book stories. And then in brackets, Hail Hydra. Uh, which we didn't mention because we're bad at our jobs. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you cut us off early, to be fair. We could have kept yeah. talking, honestly. I just don't want this thing to run out. Um, fair. And the moment that they've been building to subtly for over the years, like Captain America wielding Mjolnir, 
uh, my heart nearly exploded. It is pure fan service that doesn't sacrifice the story they are trying to tell, unlike, say, The Force Awakens, which in my opinion is fan service gone wrong. Fight me. A fantastic conclusion to nearly a decades-long story that should be celebrated for the triumph it is. Five out of five stars, 10 Mjolnir-wielding Captain Americas out of 10, would recommend. Thanks, guys. Love your work. I'm assuming he's saying our work's good and not the Marvel work. You're welcome. No, that's how I took that too. Hey, um, this is a a, a live uh, invitation for Alex, I guess now, Come and uh, record Homecoming. Or, no, what is it? Far uh, From Home. Far From Home, I think. With us. Yeah. Fight me. <laughs> um, can someone else give their verdict so I'm not just sure. reading for 20 minutes straight? Because I'll sure. be real brief on mine, but yeah. Yeah, I'll go. go. Um, I'm going to watch this again. Um, I think it's... You, you, if you're the type of person who didn't like this movie, it's because you have no soul. <laughs> Jesus Calling it like it is. Call, yep. Calling them all out, man. Calling yep. them all out. Jess? Um, yeah, I'm absolutely going to go watch this movie. As I said previ- again, sorry, I previously said I wanted to watch it as soon as I walked out of the doors of the movie. I would have, if it wasn't late at night, walked out of that cinema and then gone and bought more tickets and gone to the next pr- viewing of Endgame. It was perfect. It was a perfect ending to this whole saga. Mm. Um, they really wrapped up everything so beautifully um, it was uh, it was very hard for me to find anything that was bad about this movie, and I can't say that about any movie that I've ever seen. So it was, yeah, absolutely great. When That's I walked fair. out of this film, I was it was weird. I was happy because I really enjoyed the film. I was sad because of how it ended. So I kind of just walked walked out, kind of numb, like I didn't know it's what like, to think. Yeah, yeah, like bittersweet. Yeah, like I was so happy that I got to see it, and I wasn't expecting anything that I saw. But also disappointed now that the that story is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of feeling. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, like, if you never watched another Marvel film after this, this film feels like a complete end of chapter done. Right? You know, there are other characters that are continuing on, but because they don't let you know, there's like any specific. I mean, the only real story thread that's there is trying to find the Gamora that's gone missing. Yeah, mm. the the past. That that's it. Nothing else is kind of left open. Like, yes, yeah, sure, Sam will become the new Falcon, uh, the Falcon America, sure. Yep. Um, but in saying that, I don't. I, I'll watch it when it comes out. Don't get me wrong. But the movie doesn't set it up so like you have to see what's next. It just says, yeah, the world's continuing. But if you want to jump off right here, you can. Yeah. I obviously won't. But that my first feeling coming out of it was, if I never saw another movie in this franchise again, I would feel completely satisfied with how this how yeah, this happened. Definitely, absolutely. So I think doing that is such an achievement. Having a movie end the way that it does, still leave a couple of things open, but you just you're you're so content with it all. So really good job to the everyone involved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, so that's that. I guess we'll just do socials, which I guess is now we're going to do that, Alex, because okay. Um, we have Twitter. It's probably it's something to do with our name, Second Take Podcast, and Twitter. Yep. I don't know. Add us, bro. Um, Facebook uh, slash Second Take. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's probably, how yeah. that goes. Yeah, probably. Um, we have Instagram. You can see my tweed jacket on there. Oh, yeah. You can see a tub of yogurt. Yeah, you can see a tub yeah. of yogurt. That's right. Um, we have an email address if you want to send through any uh, recommendations or suggestions. Second Take Podcast at gmail.com. A lot of... um. A lot of independent filmmakers send us through films that I'm not ignoring you. Uh, we just haven't had much time to go through things. But if you're also um, like an up-and-coming filmmaker and want us to have a bit of a look and um, 
talk about it on the show. We're more than happy to. That's what the variety hour is kind of there for. So yep. please do. We have uh, thousands of people that listen to us. So uh, let us know. We have like 10, well. 10 million people, yeah, roughly. Uh, roughly 10 million. Well, so I think it was 5 million after Infinity War. Um, yeah. And we've got our website, secondtakepodcast.com. We, there's like three years worth of content. Yeah. So go there. Or else. So I just realized I didn't actually cue up our outro music. So before I end on a sour note, thank you for joining us today, Jess. Yeah, thanks, Jess. You're most welcome. And till next time. So what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your Castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zainzi Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not-so-best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.